Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my. Lash? You cannot lag. You cannot lag. You okay. physically have one job, <laughs> and that is to say the intro yeah. at the exact same time. We are one flesh. You're staying until the routine is clean. Okay. Hello, baddies and besties, and welcome to my, my lash two brain, brain cells. Tight, Elliot. That was tight. <laughs> Wait, are we keeping the first part in? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, I'm not taking two takes. <laughs> no two take Tony's here. No. And welcome to my, my lash two brain cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I'm your host, Elliot Morris. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful weekend before we start our And a beautiful Black Friday. <laughs> what a beautiful Black Friday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a what a beautiful Black Friday and a uh uh Ex, a, a wonderful small business a, Saturday. A, 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 a super cool small business Saturday. A successful Slay Queen Sunday and then a Cyber Monday. And a scintillating Cyber Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys, we're going to plug this for five seconds because here's the thing. If you're listening. Don't, don't scroll, please. Don't, don't scroll. scroll. Um, I'm going to plug this for f absolutely five seconds and no longer because I do not want this podcast to be. Well, also, everyone who's listening to the podcast, they okay, know. If, you, if you're listening if you're, to this, if there's you're like here, a 99% one of the girls. chance that you've you know we got a sale. everything on the website. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. We're not going to run a sale like this for... This is a one-time-a-year thing. This is a one-time-a-year thing. So and also, next year, it's not going to be the same. No, it's not. It's not going to be the same. Every year... This is the thing with Black Friday. Every year, we go and do something different. Yeah. And so, if you're like, wow, an all-expensive-paid trip to Lightheart, that sounds really good. Well, we probably won't do that next year. Yeah. Maybe we will. I don't I, know. I uh, just don't... I genuinely don't want you guys to miss out. <laughs> Honestly, like and we're just we're just not going to put these on sale yeah, again like, like until a, next we did Black like Friday. We did a really small sale last year and um, I posted like one post and you know Instagram doesn't show your stuff to like a percentage of people mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. people were messaging me after they're like because they were seeing people's stories. They were oh like, I gosh, missed it. I saved so much on Maddie's classes. I loved it. And then girls would be like, oh my gosh, I missed it. What but are it's you like going to do our, another sale? Literally our one goal for this Black Friday is that no one misses it. No like, one if misses you, it want to buy something i just want to make sure that everyone knows that it's happening and has a chance and if you don't want to buy something that's totally fine totally i just cool. don't want anyone to feel like they missed it absolutely so that's why we're being annoying it's because like i if you want to get in on it i don't want you guys to miss it so it's check out the black friday 40 off all of our digital education products including the online mega volume Masterclass, which is the most like important which thing during we're, the sale. we're wild for that we're honestly wild for that i was i was debating putting everything on sale except for that because yeah. having it at 888 is a steal yeah the true. price that it is at full price so yeah. having it for almost half off is crazy um and then we do have the artistry bundle the business bundle and the bundles are slashed at 40 percent off and then um you're entered to win a big fat giant trip to Layheart studios and we're gonna pay for your flights your hotel um a gigantic suitcase of lash products and um, we're gonna kiss you on the mouth and we're going to hold hands and run through a field and we're going to be best friends forever. That is the number one. That is the prize. Uh, prize. And you you come to the in-person mega volume training. Second prize is you get a mentoring call with me and we are going to um, fix your business. And uh, that's invaluable. I love helping people with those mentoring calls. I do them a couple times a month and they're really, really impactful. I take them very seriously. Oh, it's yeah. We do research. Yeah, it says they're one hour, but honestly, usually they end up being about two. Yeah. And uh, you'll also win a $500 gift card. And Ooh. third run third runner-up, you also get a $500 gift card. And fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth runner-up, I might be giving you a little present too. What? Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're crazy. Yep. We didn't even talk about that. Yep. Dang. I didn't even tell Elliot. You guys, she's wild. This is a Maddie exclusive. 
Ooh, dang. Yeah, this is a secret sale. Ellie doesn't even know She's about it. She's just giving stuff away. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about branding. And um, as you guys know, we only make episodes that you want. And I had quite a few DMs last week when I asked for podcast suggestions. And a lot of you said you need help on your branding. You don't know how to brand yourself. And it's something we're not taught in school. That's why we have this podcast, because we're going to teach you the stuff that you don't learn in school. Yeah, welcome to the school of hard knocks. Yeah, and that we had to figure out kind of on our own the hard way. I've never taken a branding class, a marketing class. Yeah, you should have seen our branding at the beginning oh my garbage gosh. honestly i'll take the blame for it elliot wasn't involved in my business for the first you know several years yeah, and it showed and it <laughs> tell you what i working working with I, your i said i gotta come in here and get a get it ship shape elliot loves, turn this boat around elliot and i love lightheart so much it is our whole life we pour everything we have into lightheart and so it honestly kind of keeps me accountable. Like I have to make sure that like our brand looks good. Our posts look good. Our like I respond to messages. Well, I like I have to make sure that everything is so ship shape because I'm like, I don't want to disappoint Elliot and I don't want to disappoint you in our branding too. I want us to have sick branding. Yeah, um, but let me just tell you when I first started my lash business, I like a multitude of other lash artists had pretty, pretty bad branding. No, don't say that. I, I thought didn't. Maddie the Lash Lady was so so good. Maddie the Lash Lady slayed. She slayed. She slayed so hard. She had an incredible business card. Business card. Mm -hmm. What was it? Zazzle. It was Zazzle. It was actually Vistaprint. I couldn't afford. Oh, to, oh yeah, Zazzle's a little fancy. Yeah. It was an incredible Vistaprint uh, stock photo. Yep. Card. I'll tell you what it was. I'll tell you what it was. When I first started my Take lash, notes. Take when I notes. first started my lash business, um, originally, I mean, honestly, this was like when I was still working at the day spa. I tried like giving myself a little bit of an identity, and then they were like, "Why are you calling yourself Maddie the Lash Lady?" And I was like, "Well, I just thought my clients call me I that, just so it'd be cool. I put it on a business card with." And this, they said, "Don't do that." I I made a business card with uh, it said Maddie the Lash Lady, uh, Maddie, and then the salon phone number. And <laughs> you were you had the salon phone number. Yeah, and then it That's had so like funny. a floral, uh, you know, border, and then it had a picture of like you know the typical like Microsoft Word eyelashes clip art in the middle. Beautiful. And I probably spent like you know a couple hundred bucks on business cards and flyers and aftercare sheets and like paper products, and I was giving them out to my clients while I worked at the salon, like <laughs> doing I had, Groupons for yes, free. Like, I had so much loyalty. For nothing. For what? And so when I went on my own for honestly, maybe like three days, my original, I was like, oh, I'll just be called Maddie the Lash Lady. But then I wanted to separate myself entirely. I wanted to separate, you know, my image from the salon, my reputation, everything. So then I made up a new business name. So Maddie the Lash Lady, although it was short lived, that was my original. Um, I, I loosely use the word brand, but that was what I what I originally called myself. And a lot of lash artists, we start out as like, you know, blank the lash lady, you know, lashes by blank. Totally cool. Our, our most special bestie in the entire world is still doing it. Who? Katie, the lash lady. No, no, no. Katie's rebranded. She's lightheart Katie, baby. Wait, like on her, with her clients too? Yes. Really? I mean, Katie has a sign in her room that says Katie, the yeah. lash lady. Every time I go in her room, it says Katie, the lash lady. And I'm but, like, uh, Katie's rebranding. Hell yeah. Katie's getting a whole room makeover. Oh, per really? Yeah. Yo, yeah, she's I'm gonna, gonna lightheartify it. Yeah, I'm gonna have extreme home makeover. That guy Let's Ty, I'm go. gonna have him come in, and I'm gonna just. You're gonna be like, what's the what's the one from Queer Eye? Jonathan Van. You're gonna be John. No, not Jonathan. Jonathan's a hair one. Oh no, the builder, the builder one. Oh, there's Anthony and Jonathan and uh, 
um, tan know. for fashion. And Literally, the, the, the last guy? one. Who's the home guy? Okay, there's the... Oh, Anthony's the cooking one. Yes. And then... <laughs> <laughs> We're I, talking about them like they're Pokemon. I absolutely <laughs> the collect them one. all. I absolutely, I absolutely love Queer Eye. My mom and I watch Queer Eye. Who's... Who's... I don't know. I feel bad. The home but, builder. But that one. That's the one we're talking the about. The therapist is... Um, oh. Uh, ooh, uh, oh, he's oh, so I lovely. I love him. Okay. We can't... We're, we're going to have so much dead space on the podcast. You can't take the time to look it up. I need to give him a shout out. Okay. she's. <laughs> they don't need a shout out from us. <laughs> Queer Eye Cast. Oh, Karamo oh, is the Karamo. therapist. Anthony is yeah, the chef. The chef. Bobby is Bobby. The guy. Bobby. Bobby, see, that's just not a that's not a that's too straight of a name. That's why we couldn't think of it. Bobby, yeah, Bobby is the um like Anthony. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Anthony's a little fruity. Yeah. yeah. No, but Bobby. <laughs> um yeah, I'm gonna have Bobby come into Katie's last room yeah. and deck it out, and that's gonna be her rebrand. What if we what if we got Katie on Queer Eye? I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Katie would love Queer Eye. Oh, I'm sure. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Um what were we talking about? We were talking about branding. branding. Okay, so my second... Um, oh, yeah, your second brand. Yeah. In a spark of genius. Also, can I tell you a story about Jonathan Van Ness uh, really fast? Okay. I'm sure you guys all know who Jonathan Van Ness is, JVN. Um, so I love Jonathan Van Ness. And I was at Cosmoprof back in June or July, and I'm walking the floor, and all these people are like, you know, they work in product. They work in, like, the manufacturing space. This is so funny. And, this is such a funny story. And um, I go up to this booth, and they were the people that made the JVN hair products. Like, they made the packaging they made the products and everything like that mm -hmm. and um i'm not like exposing any trade secrets of like who makes this stuff but i'm just saying they made yeah. the jv and stuff and i go oh my gosh i love jonathan van ness and the woman goes oh she knows jonathan wow you know jonathan and, no, I go, and then she immediately went to like one of her colleagues and she was like hey are you on the jvn team or do you know like someone on the jvn team? She, she's knows like, jonathan. she knows jonathan and i was like wait and we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, not like that. I was like, we're not like best friends. No, like I just, I, I've seen him around. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm a fan. Like and lucky, lucky for us. None of the JVN team was there. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was just so funny. <laughs> so Jonathan, if you're listening to this, um, we're besties. Yeah, it, yeah. According to the people at your hair manufacturer. Yeah. I'm your biggest fan. So hit me up if you ever want a really pretty natural slay set of lashes. I'll give it to you. If you give me a blowout. I just want <laughs> you to blow up my hair so bad. So hard. We could trade. We could do a photo We could do shoot. a trade. I have a whole yeah, set of I bet Jonathan's trading. No, listen, Jonathan. Listen, <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan, you do trade. Listen, Jonathan Van Ness. I have a whole setup in my own home. Not even our suites. It can be oh, private. Really? It can be luxurious. I have all the lighting, all the setup, the backdrops, the beds, everything. You just come. I'll do the most beautiful set of lashes on you you've ever had in your life. We're gonna take a. We're gonna have a photo shoot, and then you can give me a blowout. Perfect. I I won't even Perfect charge day. you. <laughs> won't even charge you. <laughs> Complimentary. It's on the house, babe. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so yeah. No. Lay, Katie's lay her Katie now. Love. Katie's. Fully. Kitty lives and breathes Lightheart. That Katie. is true. Yeah. That is true. Um, even Elliot's rebranded. He's Lightheart Elliot now. Lightheart Elliot. Elliot was like what your full government name before? Yeah, it was my my God given name. Yeah. No. Now your your government name is Lightheart Elliot. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Changed so after I was Maddie the Lash Lady, I uh, became Wildflower Lash. In a spark of genius, she created Wildflower Lash. I did absolutely zero research, and I um I honestly just picked a name said, out of a hat. You know what I like? Wildflowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, I really like flowers, and I'm kind of wild. Um, so I picked Wildflower Lash. <laughs> And that was my name for a few years and it was great. It wasn't trademarkable. And also I was uh, moving to a place where there were like existing 
uh, salons and studios and artists that also were named Wildflower Lash. And so that alone, you know, I so knew. So Wildflower lasted about a year and a half. About a year and a half. And I've been lighthearted ever since. So that's kind of my branding journey. Um, but mm. my personal mm. brand has been building. Uh, it's been building throughout that entire yeah. process because your yeah. brand is your not, brand is not your name your brand is not your name and a lot of people think it is i see on facebook groups all the That's time true. i'm rebranding help me pick a name i'm thinking of lash boss or lash babe and i'm like that's not a rebrand. That's like, not a rebrand. You're just going from a name to a name. Yeah. But I want I want you guys to have brands and build brands that you love and that you care about and that can, you know, give yourself a name for your business. Um, beyond just the actual name of your business. So Elliot, what are our talking points today? So our talking points today are, um, number one, we're going to talk about how to pick a name and how to know if it's taken because, you know, that is something that people ask us about all the time. It is a part of your branding is your name, but it's a part of it. But I really want to point out that a brand is not just some colors and a logo and a name. Absolutely not. And then we're going to, you know, talk about what brand is. So let's let's just go into like how to pick a name first and then we can get into like the real stuff. Yeah. I'm going to look up the definition of branding. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. What is what does it say, Madison? Enlighten us. Oh, it actually educate us. It actually gave me the wrong definition. The action of, <laughs> the action of marking with a branding iron. If, if you guys if you guys uh, were wondering what branding is, just know that Miriam Webster is wrong. And they don't know. Yeah, I googled branding and it said marking a cow with an iron rod. Yeah. Um. Okay, honestly, it's these a, definitions still. The process of building yeah. a positive. Yeah, perception. don't don't listen to Google or Merriam Webster. Listen to us. Branding. Well, some people we know. Elliot, this podcast can also be for beginners. And what if a beginner doesn't know what branding is? Okay. Oh, that's a good. Point. I would like to explain it to them. That was good. That I was very presumptuous. I don't want me. to assume that everybody everybody knows everything. That's very true. Because when I was starting out, did I know what a brand was? No. No. I knew Coca-Cola was a brand. Yeah. How do you define branding? Branding and marketing refers to the process of building a positive perception of your company, products, and services using marketing communications such as email, social media, print, advertising, and more. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. In That's facts. In the most basic sense. That's facts. So number one. Okay. So how do they pick a name and know if it's taken? Number one. Yes. Most basic thing you can do. If it sounds like it's taken... It probably is. If it's Lash and then any version of Boss, Slay, Queen, uh, Lash, Mama, Mama, Lash, baby. Baddie, Lash, Baby, it's taken. Box. It's, they've, lash Cube. It's Lash <laughs> Rectangle. Lash Square. I am Rectangular. Yeah. Any version of Lash something, it is probably taken. And also, you don't want... Like, you can do better than that. Yeah. You can do better than Lash Blank. Yeah. So rule not, out not all those saying names. those names are bad if you have one and like you're an original like, yeah amazing those if are you really- if you have that name already and it's working for you no need to change it but if you're starting like a new thing just skip the lash somethings yeah because it's, it's a phase we all go through and if yeah. it's your final phase totally cool if that's your final form but i'm saying it probably is taken yeah and that's the thing is like if you're a service provider in a like specific location and you're not trying to expand like out of your immediate area and you're just taking clients it doesn't matter if it's taken in like hoboken okay 
It doesn't if matter I was, if it's if I was, taken somewhere else. Um, still living in Anchorage, Alaska, I wildflower would have been fine. I honestly would have stuck to wildflower because yeah. it was whimsical. It was like my clientele really loved my name. It just it was cute. Yeah. But because no need to change it. I wanted to expand into number one the digital space. Yep. And the education market. Yeah. And who knows what other markets? Yep. Who's to say? Who's to say? I don't know what the future holds. Me neither. Neither No one can know. Nobody can know. That is only for God to know. Then, And if you want to break into something that is like outside of you doing lashes in your hometown, totally fine if you don't. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. um, Then you really want to have something that isn't taken. That isn't taken and that you can get a trademark on. That's what I wanted to hit on. Is it trademarkable? Yeah. How does someone know if something is trademarkable? So the easiest way I... um, say easiest you know with quotation marks because it's not you know super easy it's not the but, easiest process, but the no. best way to figure it out so there's two ways either you can hire a lawyer to do it for you and have that and like pay them to like help you do the whole process which if you're going to if you have decided that like i want to trademark my name then you're gonna have to hire a lawyer anyway so you can just have them do this um but if you're just like brainstorming names and you're trying to figure out something new and you don't want to you know go back and forth with the lawyer every time you have an idea for a new name to see if it's taken or not um you can go to a website you can just google uh tess t-e-s-s trademark search and then just click on the first link and it's tess is like the u united states like trademark database and you can uh, just use their basic wordmark search. It says like this one's for new users, which is you. Mm-hmm. And then you type in your name and then you're just going to look at all the uh, things that come up. It's just like a Google search. You put in your name and then it searches all the trademarks to see um, if anyone else has those. And now odds are that a bunch of things are going to come up on, when you type in your name. And What's important? What you want to look for what, is: Are they in similar industries? Are they in similar industries? So the way, um, the way you determine that is through this thing called IC International Classes. And so next to every trademark filing, there will be an IC, and there's like it'll be like IC zero zero three, which is like lash, uh, like lash extensions. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then there's also. Uh, I forget what the international class is for like beauty services, but if you're just like a service provider, you're going to want to be, uh, make sure that it's like available for beauty services. So you can just Google like the international class for, uh, beauty services and it'll pop up and then it's just that number. And then you just want to see if your name is taken and it says that number next to it, whatever it is. So, if, and you'll, you'll probably want to make sure it doesn't say zero zero three next to it also. Cause that's slash extensions. Um, but then yeah, if you do that search and you don't see anyone has your name, then, you know, at that point, I would say, okay, this name is probably not taken. So then that's when I would like go to your lawyer and be like, hey, um, I want to, I'm thinking about trademarking this name. I like it. Can you like run a really thorough search, make sure no one has this. And then if no one does, then you can file to get the trademark done. Um, and just for like context, uh, filing the trademark generally costs around like a thousand bucks. So just be prepared for that. There's like uh, $250 of fees like that you pay the government. And then generally lawyers will pay, will charge like seven fifty or something like that. So it generally comes out to around a thousand bucks. Trademarking is super important though, especially if you want to break into, you know, beyond lashing in a few years. Yeah. Very, very important. You do not want to get in trouble yes. and change your name because of that very, very hard you know, hard and inconvenient to do. Like there's a few light hearts that have trademark. One is in like the cannabis industry. So we've never had any beef with them. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was one light heart in like a, 
is like a dog food or something like there was yeah 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 and we have absolutely no like there's no relation so no it was relation, okay no, legal no big deal. deal exactly um we have gotten in um <laughs> we have gotten in like uh trademark what's the word battles battles fights war wars <laughs> the trademark wars um the lightheart trademark war <laughs> um but we won yeah, we yeah. Won. Well, so one of the things we were really glad that we had the trademark for Lightheart because there were um, a couple businesses that popped up that were like named Lightheart, like mm-hmm. Lash businesses. They like same branding, mm-hmm. named Lightheart, and we just that's called stealing. Th- yes, it, it would technically it would be intellectual property theft. Yeah. Period. Um, and so we had the option with those people to send them like a cease and desist. We didn't end up doing that because we, you know, we just reached out to them and said like, Hey, uh, you are stealing. this is our Not brand. Bad. Like we have a trademark on this. Like, I don't want to, you know, spend the money to have and our lawyers so, send you a so cease and desist. It was so obvious that they just changed it. Yeah. And so, and they were like, Oh my gosh, so sorry. Like I, I don't know what their like reasoning was, but they yeah. were just like, I'm so sorry. And then they changed it. But so it's, it's really important to protect yourself. And so, yeah, we were really glad that we had that. And then the other thing too, the other good reason to have a trademark is that then no one else can do that to you. So like mm-hmm. if you have a name, even if you were the first one to come up with it and then someone else comes up with that name at a later date and then trademarks it, then they could come to you and be like, hey, I have a trademark for this name. You can't use it. And you, even if you're like, hey, I was here first, they would be like, prove it. You're gonna be. It's gonna be really yeah, hard. Yeah. They would probably win. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it would, it would, it would not be nice. So just trademarking it is is easy. If you are have no plans to expand past like taking clients and like being a service provider in like your local area, then it's not strictly necessary. Like you don't need to do it. It can still be nice. But a lot of people that listen to this, they really want to get into things like education and salons. Yeah. And if you're doing that, if you're doing anything in addition to taking clients by yourself, I would definitely recommend getting a trademark for your name. What was the next thing on our list? Um, okay, next thing on our list. So that was like the the like most basic. Yeah. But the I really want to talk about like how we think of brand mm-hmm. and like what brand really is. So like yeah. you have your name, you have your colors, you have all this, but this is like very basic, very surface yeah. level. Um to me, a brand is what people think when they hear your name. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what a brand is. So if like with Lightheart Lash. The thoughts and the imagery and the feelings that run through their head. Exactly. The like, tingle they get when they hear your name. When when you hear the name, like everyone who's listening to this, when you hear the name Lightheart Lash, Madison and I can be pretty – we have a pretty good idea of what you think of when you hear the name Lightheart Lash. Mm-hmm. And that is because we have over the last, you know, how long has it been? Four years? Three for Lightheart Lash. Yeah, for Lightheart. Four years. Yeah, four. Has it yeah. been four? Over the last four years with Lightheart Lash, we have been very, uh, we've been very purposeful about building a very cohesive and, uh, and Gorgeous. clear image. Gorgeous. And and there is we we have very clear we have a very clear voice and a very clear way that we communicate and we have very clear values and we try to communicate. All those things as transparently as we can. And consistently as we can. Yep. And we have a very clear aesthetic. 
And by doing all that and by not like, you know, changing all the time and not by, by not switching like from four years ago to now, our aesthetic with the company, like we've, We've had refreshes and we've we've improved. It's things. elevated over absolutely, time. But, absolutely, absolutely. But, but it does as you know the but budget. But the bones are the same. And the, yeah, yeah. And so the budget is definitely higher now than yeah. it was at the beginning, and the the logo has been improved. Yeah, the, I've changed my logo like three times, but even the logos are still the like same along, vibe along the same exactly. Vibe. Yeah, exactly. And so there's those aspects of branding are very important, like the 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 vibe that you, your brand gives, but then the, another, and I would say probably even more important aspect of your brand is the actions that you take that make your customers think about you in a certain way. So brand can be obviously like your aesthetic and, and all the, the visual things and all the aesthetic things that you do. But even more important than that is repeatedly taking actions that make your customers think about you in the way you want them to. So like with Lightheart Lash, for example, we want our customers, we want our audience to think about us as authorities in the lash industry. And we have... And chances are, if you're listening to this, you probably want to as well. Yeah, exactly. And and the way that we have done that is this the podcast. The people that listen is, to this podcast, I I literally know you guys by name because you message you message yeah, me all the time. You're real are ones. Extremely smart people. Yeah, that's the true. The people that listen to this podcast are extremely smart. Yeah. Very very intelligent people. You're the top of the top. Yeah. Top of the food chain. Yeah. And um yeah, like this this podcast also is like an example of how we've positioned ourselves as authorities. And 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 really I think like if if you're an artist who's trying to become an authority in the lash industry, like the way you do that is by teaching and by teaching people things they want to know and by teaching like good information. And so like in our podcast, we really do our best to um, only talk about things that we know enough about to actually be informative and helpful to people. And we don't have like our podcast is not a just like um, chill out and have a good time. This isn't like a, it's not a um, like the murder mystery podcast that yeah, you listen a million to. It's percent. like it's definitely not entertaining content. It's we want this to be as like value packed as possible. Exactly because we are not trying to position ourselves as entertainers in no, the lash not industry. At all. And so that's why, like, if I post a funny reel on my page, it's just because I literally just like thought it was funny. It's never because that's my content strategy. Exactly. It's and like I'm just trying to make the girls laugh because I saw a funny like well, thing. Oh, absolutely. And you can you can post like funny and entertaining content while still being an educator. Like a I think that's percent. that's very important. You can post. I think you should. You can post primarily entertaining content if like that's your brand. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and we we use entertaining content as a way to like spice up the educational content, yeah. right? And, and keep people engaged. And, and the core of what we do though is educational. And yeah. we're trying to help people. We're trying to help our customers and help our audience improve their lives through like in the lash industry. Mm-hmm. That is like our overarching goal. We're trying to give lash artists the tools and education to succeed and become the best they can be. Like that's, that's the mission. And right? if you ask us three years from now, what our mission is, it's going to be that. It's if the you, same. If you asked us three years ago, what it was, it was, like, it was that we hadn't quite articulated it as well, but it was, but that was like, it was in, it was floating. It was like a gal. It was like a, a cloud that had yet to form a star. And then the star now is like, that's our mission. We were cooking. Is we were, were cooking. Exactly. We were cooking it up. We were cooking and now dinner is served. And honey. now dinner is served. I like that. <laughs> 
Um, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, do you have any other thoughts on that? I just think the consistency in your messaging and in your voice is so important. Consistency is important. And, and a oh, lot yeah. of, a lot of educators, you know, they'll come off like if, if you, it's like, you have to think before you, you evolve into this brand, you have to think like, okay, am I going to be like extremely vocal about my opinions? And am I going to be extremely like polarizing? Am I going to be extremely? Because that's a good way to grow being it's, polarizing. It's a great way to grow. And it's not my way. And that's why I haven't grown as quickly as a lot of people like can. Um, but that's because, and, and there's been so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are going viral because they're so polarizing and they're so opinionated and they're so maybe like harsh in their messaging. And we, we have some strong opinions. We do, but I always um, communicate them very lovingly and kindly and just it, that's my opinion. Yeah. And so, of course, we're not trying to spark debate in the comments. Right? I'm really not. And that's one of the reasons why I'm uncomfortable posting on TikTok is because it like breeds uh, negativity yeah. and like for my own how I want my brand to be perceived. I want my brand to be perceived as be perceived as always positive, always educational, always kind. And that's one of the reasons why I don't even like, okay, this is like kind of hot goss. <gasps> hot goss. It's one of the reasons why I'm very hesitant to have guests on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Hot goss. Yeah. I, Cause it's like with the podcast, because it's so long form, if, if a guest says something that's like controversial, we or, can't or be that like, I don't, I, or that I don't think like serves <laughs> our audience and yeah. the messaging that we've been consistent with. Cause if mm. I've been consistent in messaging for the last, like say, and then a, yeah, and there, there four years. And then a guest comes on and like contradicts that. It's here's like, the thing. I've been so like for the past, I've been an educator for, for quite a, a minute, longer than most people have. Mm -hmm. And I'm very consistent in where I'm like mega volume is the healthiest form of lashes. 0.03s are the healthiest form of lashes. Like, you know, whatever. What if I had someone on the podcast that was just like, I lash differently from you. I think the way you lash is wrong. Like whatever. Of course we could have like a great debate and everything, but it, that's not how I've set up this platform. And people mm. don't listen to my last two brain cells to watch a debate or to watch opinions. Yeah, you know, true. they come to my last two brain cells to learn Elliot and I's opinions and like what we have to give based on like our own experiences in business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so of course I'm going to have guests on the podcast one day, but I'm going to vet them very heavily, not to make sure that we agree on everything, but to make sure that they have the same like missions and values and they can offer our audience as much like positivity and value. Yeah. And I think the values is the most important part. Cause like, even if someone like, like your example, if someone like had thought that a different style of lashing was better, I don't think that that would be that big of a deal if you had shared values yeah, and like your your goal but was But honestly, I struggle I struggle in this industry to find people that I have very shared values with. There's a couple. There there's a couple. a couple. I got them in mind. And I love them dearly. I I, I love one of them. But there's a lot of Oh yeah, we're going to have guests next oh, year, yeah. you guys. We're, we're going to have on. a couple. We because got what we got one in mind. Oh. It's hard. There's, I hope she comes on. It's hard. I think there's so many amazing people in this space, but it's like I want people that really really like share our our level of like passion and love for what we do and what we preach here. Facts. Yeah. Um and that bar is very high. It is what I'm saying. It's very high. high. There's not many people there. The bar is high. Um Oh, I was I had something else I was going to say. I forget what it also, was. Also, I don't want podcast guests that like I, I want some podcast guests, but I don't want like weekly podcast guests because mm -hmm. I don't want the episodes to This isn't an interview podcast. It's, yeah, and also And it's it's a lot easier to get more content. Like from a podcast host perspective, yeah. it's way easier to make one of these every week if we're having guests on. Yeah. Because it's like you just 
research the guest a little, you figure out some good questions to ask them. And then like they do all the heavy lifting because like they got their thing. But one of the most difficult parts of having a podcast where it's just us is like if you honestly, if you listen to a lot of educators, most of their education revolves around like one or two or three main things. Mm -hmm. And like all the content they make kind of is, is part of that. And so like I found this to be the case online where I'll find like a new like educator online. I'm like, wow, this person's so smart. Like I love their content. And then I'll watch like, you know, a, a few videos or a few, listen to a few podcasts of theirs. And then after like 10 or so podcasts, I start to think like, oh, you, I kind of get the gist. I get their whole thing. I've heard all of their thoughts and now they're kind of just repeating them. Mm-hmm. And that happens with a lot of people. And we we honestly try our best not to fall into that and and always have like new content Something for you guys. Because yeah. I know that most of the people listening to our podcast are listening to most of the episodes. Yeah. So I don't want to have episodes be like repetitive. And yeah. that's one of the reasons that we don't put out more episodes than like we do. Yeah. Like the optimal cadence for releasing podcast episodes is like two a week yeah but we just don't have enough content to do two a week without guys yeah we're just two little guys yeah and so without getting repetitive like we're trying to max out like how much the 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 we're trying to maximize like the quantity of useful information and i get asked to be on a lot of podcasts and i i say yes to podcasts where i think there's going to be like value brought by both parties like i was on lashcast love live love love lashcast love i've been on um multiple podcasts but i i um get asked to be on podcasts all the time i got asked to do one today really the people didn't even follow me elliot cringe they didn't even follow me they were like hey boss um we really want to just like hear how you got your start and you know whatever and um give us a call give us a zoom and um what if it was like one of the world's biggest podcasts and you're just like you don't follow me no yeah it was this guy named alex hormozy yeah (laughs) that guy sounds like a loser oh no and and i was just like you know i i don't want to spend a couple hours telling people how I got into lashes when these people have no idea what lash extensions are. It's it's just like, I only want to bring people on our podcast eventually when it just, they have either done something that is so revolutionary to my world. I know nothing about it Mm -hmm. and I want to, and my listeners are going to want to. Well, and the thing that can happen a lot when you do those types of podcasts where it's like, how'd you get your start in, in lashes? It's like, it's going to be the same story every time. It's a, it's literally always a little different yeah it's like a little different yeah but like like with alex ramosi he's like this big business guy love him um but he's been on like a ton of podcasts where the first question is like how'd you get started doing this and his story it like it has to be the same every time because he only got started in one way it is but like i stopped listening to like his guest appearances on other podcasts because i'm like i'm just gonna hear the exact same thing that i've heard 20 times already because they're gonna ask the same question yeah so so yeah so that's that's a little insight into into the the uh, into why behind the scenes why of we the don't podcast. Have guests. So just know, next year if I ask you to be a guest, you are very, oh, you are very special. special. We love you. We love you. Um, and then uh, we have a list of some things that people can do to build their brand. Yes, we do. So here, oh, give me the list, Madison. Madison, Madison will take you through this. Give me the list. Take it away, Madison. What did you put? Some things you can do to build your brand. We have six things. Number one is high quality photography. Um, and a lot of people wanted ideas for what that means because high quality photography, you know, that's not just like, okay, you know, taking selfies with a high quality camera or, you know, taking pictures of your clients with a high, just cause you got an iPhone 15 doesn't mean that all your photos are high quality photography. Yeah. Um, for high quality photography, I would be taking photos of 
what you want your clients to envision when they think of your brand. So if they, if you want them to think of a brand that is like young and youthful and colorful and sparkly and brat doll and just like, it's giving, it's giving Y2K, it's giving, you know, like girl boss energy, it's giving early 2000s, whatever. You need to be taking photos. It's giving Snooky. It's giving Snooky, whatever it is. That was just my example. <laughs> um, really, really think of the vibe that you want your clients to feel when they look at your photography. So for for me, if you look at my photos, you're like, well, what vibe? Because my photography is very simple. Um, is I want people to think of like a clean, elegant, elevated aesthetic. I want them to think of models or clients that are um, happy and beautiful in their own way and are and honestly the way we pick models is we just want them to look nice i we want them to look like nice girls i just want them to look kind like that's that's literally like we just look and then we're like does this girl have kind eyes if so like literally you can be a model literally um i i just like we're not we're not doing the like balenciaga like scary models yeah exactly if that's your vibe great but for me i i kind of look at like what rare beauty does with Selena Gomez or, yep. you know, where it's, it's all very light and light hearted. It's all very light. It's very dewy, very fresh, very kind, very authentic, very authentic. Um, and if you were to have like a conversation with me in person, it would kind of match the vibe of what I showcase in my work and my photos. Mm-hmm. Um, high quality photography. A lot of people want to know, cause we take it ourselves. What camera we use. The camera that we use, so the camera you use, I would like to preface this, and I know this isn't the answer you want. I'm yeah. going to tell you the answer you want, but the camera you use is not as important as how you take the photos. Yeah, period. Like, you can take- But people ask, they want to no, know. No, absolutely, and I'm going to tell them. Yeah. But while I have them here on the edge of their seats waiting to know what camera we use, I just want to point out that you can get high-quality branding photos with your iPhone. A million percent. You just need to light them well. Yeah. And the other thing, too, lighting is more important than the camera you use. A million percent. Like, to an extent, using a better camera is going to help you get better photos. Like, our we, we had a way older camera that we used for going independent, and then we upgraded to our new camera, and all of our courses instantly looked better because we were upgrading from a camera that was, like, eight years old to one that was, like, you know top of the line, like brand new. So our camera that we use is an, a Sony a seven Mark four. So it's like a seven IV, like the Roman numerals. Um, and it's very good. It's a really good camera for photo and video. Um, however, it does cost like, you know, you're going to be all in for like 3,500 bucks once you buy the camera and the, the lens that you want. And that's just with like one lens. We've, we've probably spent like seven eight grand on camera equipment and all that we uh all the lighting we use is from b and h yeah we use a lot of b and h stuff and if okay if you want really really good lights that are that are pretty people affordable people ask me every day okay. i really want to give them an answer. okay the lights honestly i love these lights they're the aperture amaran lights so if you just like uh look up amaran it's a-m-a-r-a-n on like amazon or they have them at b and h um get one of those lights get one of the x series so it's like we have the what is it? The hundred X and I think the two hundred X. Um, yeah, we have the hundred X and the two hundred X. The hundred X is like less powerful. I would recommend getting like an Amaran two hundred X. Um, and then put uh get one of the like aperture light domes or get uh an aperture uh lantern. Um, which are like modifiers. They're like the big the big uh like soft boxes the UCS put on the front of the lights. Um, just get like an Amaran 200X, put a big lantern, like the biggest soft box you can get. So like the light dome, 
they have like a bunch of different sizes. I would just get the biggest size that you can afford slash like fit. And then you can just like, if you got the soft box, like the light dome, you could just stick that right. Like you sit down, you have the soft box right in front of your face and you have your camera right between you and the soft box. And you have it all like as close to you as you can without like starting to look all like fisheye, like yeah. your nose looks super big. Like you want your lens to be, okay, here's the other thing too. I hope you're taking notes because I'm like hitting you with a lot of information here. But um, you probably want to use a lens that's like at least 35 millimeters. Um, if you're using like a full frame camera like the Sony a7 IV, if you're using a uh, – uh, crop sensor like an APS-C camera so that would be like generally cheaper cameras or like crop sensors so they have like a smaller camera then you can get away with like 28 millimeters but I would recommend probably like a 35 milli millimeter lens or more so like 35 millimeters or 50 millimeters if you want to get like a 50 millimeter prime lens that's a really good way to get like a cheap lens that looks really good so if you're getting the Sony's you can just get like the Sony 50 millimeter prime lens or you can get like a Sigma 50 millimeter prime lens it's going to be like a cheaper option that's also really good um and just take the camera stick it right in front of you have the soft box right behind it and basically the closer you get the soft box to your face the softer the lighting is going to be as you move the soft box farther away from your face or you move your light farther away from your face your lighting is going to get more harsh cuz cuz it's going to be more of like a point right and so you want your light to be really really close to your face so like when we take photos of our models like um we can take a picture of the setup next time but we yeah. have our lights so close to our model yeah. like our lights are like on top of our model we it's have a toasty in here yeah it gets really warm I'm we have sweating. big light on the left side of our model and then a big lantern like kind of on top and to the right Guys, and that's like we put in work it. to get those pictures and courses yeah you. we do and then and then we we have a couple other lights that we add just to kind of like fill things out like we have a light pointed straight at the background just to make the background lighter just so it's not dark yeah and then sometimes we'll fill the right side of their face with like a, another softbox but really we just like you just want a lot of light really close to their face yeah. that's like the big thing um and you don't want like direct light so you don't want to just point a like say you buy a amaran 200x you don't want to point that directly at their face without having any sort of soft box or anything on it because it's going to look super harsh it's going to look really really bad so lighting is just as important if not more important than your camera um and so if i was like someone who i was like i have thousand dollars to spend on like camera and lighting equipment i would look into buying like i would i would probably buy lights first and just use my iphone um and then i would i would spend probably a few hundred bucks on lights i think you can get the amarans for like 200 something like that and then get like a nice softbox okay, what if you have 500 to spend on camera? 500 i would just buy i would just buy a light i would just buy an amaran like 100x if you can't afford the 200x um and the biggest softbox you can afford what about a um, hundred dollar budget $100 budget, I would buy a ring light. $5. $5. You can't buy anything for $5. <laughs> a Nintendo DS camera. <laughs> for $5 budget. Okay, $5 budget. Oh, you know what? Actually. Free. Actually, no, free. No. Okay, free. Okay, how about how about $5 budget? Okay, yeah. Or could I do $10 budget? Is $10 budget okay? I just want there to be options for everyone. Okay. Because I know some people are literally lashing in like a basement. They're like, I want to take great photos, but like I literally okay. have my Here's what I would do if I had like a $10 budget. I would go to Home Depot. I would buy one of the uh, work lights that they have. They're like, uh, it's like, uh, like you can either get 
So the cheapest, cheapest way to do it is they have these like metal, I forget what they're called, but they're like clamp lights or something. It's like a metal dish that you just screw a light bulb into. It's like a silver yeah. metal dish. You screw a light bulb into it and you can just plug it in. And it's just, that's a light. Um, I would do that. I would get the brightest light bulb you can find, like that's in your budget, right? And I would screw that light I bulb this. into this little dish. You're so And creative. then I would point it. I would hang up a white bed sheet on oh yeah i would hang up a white bed sheet on like whatever you have lying around to hold it up and then i would point that light bulb directly at the bed sheet so the bed sheet would like soften it and just put that bed sheet right in front of your model's face yeah so i would have model and then right in front of them bed sheet and then position the light behind that you could even have it on the ground like just pointing up just prop it up on something and then have the light kind of as close as you can get it to the bed sheet to make it like as bright as you need it to be um and yeah, that's like the cheapest setup I can think of. Yep. That's great. That's so creative. And if creative. you needed to be brighter, I would get like two Ooh, or three of those. That's so creative. So yeah. So I those are. I thought of that because I didn't actually have an answer. Oh, well, that's what I did when I was in college because I didn't have any money. Wow. So I did that. What were you taking photos of? I just like, I did like uh, senior photos. That oh yeah. No, Ellie, Ellie did a little photography and videography. Um, when I we... just, I was just into it. Yeah. Ellie did concert photography, you guys. Yeah. yeah. I got some sick photos of john bellion and 21 pilots yeah he really did sick. yeah ellie did great photography and videography um but yeah basically things you should be taking pictures of obviously great work obviously lashes obviously yourself your space your face your products everything like that and everything a client can expect um but really really get creative and go on pinterest and look up the other thing with getting high quality photography is like let your clients touch themselves up after they're set <gasps> and like yes. or or you touch them up and just make sure that like the lashes are in like good shape Focus, and like yeah. there aren't wispies yeah. in front of their face like so many people they take the lash photos they their client just sits up and they immediately take a lash photo and they're like why are my photos high quality it's like glam yeah. them up a little bit well, literally i i give them my clients five minutes after um yeah it is hot in here um, we got all these lights. lights. Um, but no, after I even um, not like models or paid models or anything like that. But when I do a full set and my clients have signed their video consent form and everything like that. And, you know, we've had the conversation like, oh, can I get some really good photos and post them? And they're like, yes, of course. Um, I always say if you want to do any touch ups or just like run to the bathroom really fast and brush your hair, um, totally take your time. I don't want you to feel like rushed or, you know, uh, deer in headlights. And that gives them a minute to just be like, oh, my gosh, thank you for letting letting me put chapstick on and brush my eyebrows out. It makes them a lot more confident on camera. Yeah. Um, it makes your models like pose better too. And like look better. Cause they feel like more confident. They yeah, feel better about themselves. But um, I have a little um, like makeup station in my bathroom with, you know, my disposable makeup wands and everything like that. And I'll touch them up if they don't bring makeup or anything. I'll be like, do you want a little gloss little brows before the photos? And they're like, yes, please like make me slay. Um, and I'll, you know, do that for them. It takes a minute, but it really does. Um, number one makes your clients more confident and it makes your photos look a lot more polished. Like I would say doing that makes a bigger difference than spending an extra like $3,000 on a camera. Yeah. If you're wondering what I do, I brush their eyebrows up in place, gives them a five minute brow lamination. Um, I gloss their lips or just put a little chapstick goes a long way. I highlight the tip of their nose and the top of their cheekbones and right before, right above their brow bone. If you look at all my photos, my models are lightly highlighted. Um, and I have a brush, they brush their hair. Um, and I make sure that their jewelry is all in place, that there's no clasps showing. Um, and if they have jewelry that's like not on brand or it's like really colorful or whatever, then I like put their hair in front of it or I make sure that it's out of the photo. Or would you say, Hey, take it off. 
if they Maybe. are wearing like a red shirt or something that is not going to look good in a photo of mine, rather than trying to fix it in post and having mm-hmm. it look crazy, you just put it below their shoulders. You either put the shirt like kind of off their shoulders, or you take um, your white fuzzy blanket and I put it all the way up to their mm-hmm. neck, and it looks mm-hmm. like they're just in a cloud. True, fact. true, true, true. Um, but it, I would really get creative with your branding and look at Pinterest. And what I do is I actually screenshot photos from Pinterest that I want to recreate, and I put them in an album, and I say November, December, January, and I know. In November, December, January, when I take my photos. Like, um, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is the poses we're doing. Easy. You, you kind of teach yourself how to pose, how to style things, how to, you know, showcase what you do to the people watching you. Like, now that I do a lot of stuff digitally, mm-hmm. I make sure that I'm taking photos with my laptop and my camera and my microphone. Like, I make them know that, like, I am a creator. This is the things that mm-hmm. I do to create, right? Yeah. And Madison has so much practice now. Like, when she sits down to, like, start getting pictures, she's just, like, new pose every like two seconds and people are always like how do you know how to pose like did you and i'm like do i look like i've done modeling no no um i'm four feet tall i'm four feet they don't hire us no i'm built like danny devito (laughs) no but uh, they don't hire people like me they don't hire people like me no um yeah when i'm all dolled up girl i can get glam but when i'm when i'm without my hair and makeup and everything girl Humbling. Danny DeVito core. Humbling. Um, but yeah, but I really know how to pose just because I've been taking my own branding photos for so long. Yeah. That, you She's know, quick with it. I, and when I do have a photographer, I don't want to waste their time and I don't want to be awkward and I want to get it done. Yeah. Per. Um, and I would go on Pinterest and I would look up things that inspire you and you can look up, you know, branding mood boards. Uh, and also the other thing is once in a while when you do hire a photographer, I would really get creative with your shoots because everyone is going to be taking, you know, pictures and videos of them working on a client or anything like that. But if you're more of like a Western brand, literally put your bed in the middle of a field. Oh my gosh. If you have a Western brand, your branding is so easy. So easy. I would be in a white flowing dress. Oh, per cowboy hat. I would be in the middle of a field. Cowgirl boots. Yes. I would have my clients in a cowgirl get up. Um, If I had more of like a goth brand, oh my gosh, that'd be so easy. I would just be like, I would be dripped out in just black metal and and lace and you know dark makeup and there's so much like beautiful gothic vintage you know stuff that you can thrift and Uh, backgrounds you can thrift be a thrift queen yeah see my brand is very white and clean so i gotta really get creative with it i gotta keep most of the thrifted stuff is too stained yeah i'll tell you what it's all white um, and I also want to touch that brand is not just colors and a logo. Obviously those are the basics and you need colors and a logo, but that's not what it, that's not everything. I, and I hope this, this episode has helped you realize that. Hope so. Your brand is what people think no, of. No, we're doing the, you're going back to the beginning. Oh, did I go back to the beginning? When, you'll go to there. I'm sorry, babes. No, you're good. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm a little tired. Oh my gosh. So same. I need a little You guys, nap. you guys, we woke up at like 7 a.m. this morning because. I'm Ma- so tired. You guys. I. Oh we God. we got home from a wedding last night. I went to bed at like 1.30 and then I wake up at like 7 a.m. to Madison saying, oh my gosh, this is my worst nightmare. This is my worst nightmare. I hate this. I woke up this morning and Instagram decided to delete my account, which is genuinely my worst nightmare. <laughs> she opened up Instagram and it said, your account has been suspended. And everyone on Facebook was like, why did Maddie delete her account? Do you think Maddie deleted her account at five in the morning? This is Maddie's pride and joy. Why think, would she delete do you it? Think the thing Maddie spends nine hours a day on, I woke up one morning in the middle of our Black Friday sale. <laughs> the middle also, of the biggest weekend of the year. We're spending $400 a day on like Instagram advertising. Do you think I nuked my account at yeah, five in the morning? Yeah, literally all the ads broke when they suspended. 
Yeah. Thing. We had to like restart the campaigns. It was such a nightmare. Now someone made a fake account of Lightheart Lash. And then they banned the wrong one. Yeah. And they were like, sorry, we made a mistake. And yeah, then we appealed it. And then it was like 10 minutes later. They like reversed later, it and she was back in. But it was, the, it was a scary 10 they minutes. They deleted the fake page and, and kept mine. But I was like, oh my gosh, what a heart attack. Oh, it was terrible. So guys, I'm sorry I'm so a little sleepy. So we didn't sleepy. sleep too much. <laughs> sorry if I'm a little EP and I'm repeating myself. But after high quality photography, um, consistency, consistent work. Yes. And consistent photography. Yep. And consistent messaging. Yep. Um, is going to be incredible customer service. Yes. And that really, really plays a role in your brand, not just your customer satisfaction or anything like that, but it's how people view your brand. And so a lot of brands, unfortunately, they get known for poor customer service. Because yeah. that's a lot of people, that's the only interaction. I mean, almost everyone, the only interaction that they actually have with you is like your customer service interactions, like yeah. them messaging you and saying, can I book? And them afterwards saying, hey, I had this issue yeah. and then how you handle those things. That's that informs people's entire perception. And of it's you. crazy. Cause like I'm a consumer of lash products, obviously. And so I can name off the top of my head, how I view every single brand's customer service. Mm -hmm. I know if they have an amazing team. I know if it's a group of people, mm -hmm. I know if they do it through Facebook groups. I know if they do it through a, a chat robot, I know, which is fine. I know if they do it through DM. I know if it's the owner. I know if it's an assistant, I know who, what is going on. And so it's like people, your customers are smart and whatever it is, whether it's you, an assistant, a virtual assistant, a chat bot, an email, you know, what like calls, whatever it is, make sure that it's consistent. Because mm -hmm. you don't want people running around being like they're hard to get a hold of. Like, I don't know who reached out to me. I don't know who, like, I meant to email for this. You want it to be consistent. So figure out what that is. And it's okay if it isn't you. And it's okay if it's not 24-7. But mm -hmm. whatever it is, if even if it's an assistant Monday through Friday. Yeah. As long as it's consistent. Yeah. That's all people want. They want to know. And as long as it's clear, like, what people can expect. If, if you have an yeah. assistant that works Monday through Friday and, like, gets back to people, as long as you, like, make it clear to people, it's like, hey, we do customer service Monday through Friday these times. Like, you we'll, will get an answer. We'll do our best then. And then if someone reaches out during those times, just be quick mm -hmm. about responding If to you're them. listening to this podcast, you know how we do customer service and how we've done it for the last few years. It's literally just us. <laughs> it's literally just me. <laughs> It's you message us or you email us our info at lightheartlash and then that goes to my email address. Or and my then, email. And then and the we say, oh, let's, we'll help you as soon as we can. And the moment we get it, we reply. And if we are on vacation or whatever, then I say, oh my gosh, let me get back to you by end of day or tomorrow or the next day or I make a promise and then we get back to you then. How Facts. it is, but it, it really matters. And, I, and I'm grateful that that's been part of our brand, mm -hmm. you know, is mm -hmm. incredible customer service because eventually when our brand grows potentially however it might Who knows? i don't know how it would i don't know how we could grow from here we just had the biggest black friday of all time Let's i don't know go. what else is in store but when it does grow and plant seeds yeah um and they grow flowers and i don't know what's going to come from those flowers mm -hmm. or what's going to happen yeah. um i also will and it grows beyond myself i will put people in place that care about customer service the way i do yeah you know Facts. um because people are used to getting a dm back in the next 10 minutes yeah and so if we hire people to do customer service we're going to be like hey this is the this is the bar this is the, the bar standard. is high yeah um q a feedback q a's feedback and reviews are great ways that you can build your brand yes because this is how people hear your voice and hear what other people mm -hmm. are saying about you so q a's are great you can do this on your instagram stories um to start off with and you can make them into reels or post them on your stories and you could do like weekly q a's or weekly like ask the lash artist ask the lash educator whatever mm -hmm. and um be intentional about it rather than just saying ask me anything or ask me questions about my life people might be like who's your crush 
Like, yeah. But give them a specific Who do prompt. you like? So yeah, when I do Q&As, I always say, what do you want to hear about um, from Blank. our podcast and why? Or, um, you know, what do you think about this? Or what what do you want to ask lash education related, mega volume education related, very, very, what mm. do you have questions about salon suite related, you know? Facts. Making it very, very specific. So if your thing is, um, you know, you're an educator and you want to start teaching lash classes, I would say, what questions do you have about uh, lash extensions that your first training didn't answer? That's a great question. What is a question that you have about lash extensions that uh, you don't see being taught? Facts. You know, what, and then teach people for free on your stories. Yeah, if you want to become an educator, fastest way to build a brand as an educator is by educating for free. For free. And to then the by people the, who follow you on Instagram. By the time you have trainings, people are going to be a lot more confident that you're going to be able to teach them something that yeah. they're paying for rather, you know, even more than what you've been giving away for free. Um, feedback is super important with a brand. Um, and then reviews, obviously don't shy away from them and how you respond to reviews and feedback publicly really matters. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that has been consistent in my brand, and this is also, I want to loop back around is why I'm not super comfortable yet having a ton of guests on the podcast. And, um, is because I don't like conflict. What shocker. And so that's one of the reasons why, um, like with feedback, I, like I'll never be combative. Yep. And so if, so, and you'll, you'll see that across the board. So if you look at like a review, someone left for like our business or feedback or something in a Facebook group, I'll never delete it. I'll never be, um, you know, like, ha ha. Okay. Your loss. Ha ha. Okay. That's your opinion. I'll never be combative or snarky or anything. I will always be very polite, short and sweet. And that'll kind of be the end of it. And I'll figure out a way to make it right. But, um, I really, really, can't do conflict and that's just who I am as a person and it keeps me up at night and I know some people thrive on it but like I really value having a peaceful life and a peaceful mm -hmm. mind a peaceful home peaceful relationships friendships and so part of my branding if you think of Lightheart, you don't think of drama yeah, you don't true. think of conflict you don't think of enemies you think of nice girls you think of nice girls and so I truly to my core like if I was to ever get a comment where someone's like your lashes are ugly you know some people would reply and be like, haha, okay, well, your mom, you know, or like, I don't know, that's stupid, but like, haha, okay, like, like, you're ugly, or like, ugly people leave ugly comments or something. But I try generally to, to either, you know, be very kind in return, or, you know, delete it if it's just too stupid to even like engage with. <laughs> but yeah, I really think how you handle feedback and reviews really, really reflects on how you build your brand. Yep, facts. Yeah um consistent brand image and yeah. this um, staying consistent is very important yes um one of the ways that i like to be consistent is to create a brand board or a mood board and you can take pictures from yep. you know pinterest or wherever you know back in the day we used to cut them out of magazines and put them on a piece of poster board and um these are your brand boards and what you want your imagery to look like and get as creative as you want with this if you are like me you'll probably want to print them out cut them out put them on a bulletin board to look at and interchange mm -hmm. Um, I personally, now that my content is slowly starting to elevate, I love a lot of makeup artists, mood boards, mm -hmm. like, like famous makeup artists. Like I'm looking at like Charlotte Tilbury, makeup by Mario, Patrick, Tom. Patrick Tom. I'm looking at like the kind of imagery, you know, they're creating mm -hmm. and thinking, okay, now how do I do this with lash extensions? Um, and so really, really thinking of like people you admire and people you look up to and how you can put your own spin on, um, you know, things that you find beautiful and relevant to your brand. And lastly, 
Uh, and I think most importantly is being authentic on social media and being authentic on your socials without oversharing or overstepping. Mm -hmm. Cause being authentic is the easiest way to stay consistent. Cause like if you are because just, it's you, yeah, if you're being yourself, then you don't have to worry about like have keeping a consistent image. Cause the image is just like who just you, you are. Baby. Exactly. You roll out of bed and you're the image. Yeah. So be being authentic. Like, you don't have to be like you can craft a like persona you can craft an image you can craft a brand that is like divorced from who you are as a person but it's gonna be harder it's a lot harder to be consistent yeah absolutely i actually know some lash artists that own brands and they literally use a fake name yeah and they like and you can do that and you can so be successful curated to be different than the real life that's just so much more work it is and it's almost like they're stepping into this like onto the stage, you know, when yep. they, when they and, get on their socials. And if you try to become like, if you want to become like an educator or a larger brand, that is going to, it is going to be a challenge down the line. Um, because like, as you grow on social media, like it's much easier to grow as like a person than it is to grow as a brand. Cause people don't want to follow brands. People want to follow people. And like 10 years ago, brands could grow on Instagram, but today people are so, so over like, when was the last time you saw like everyone freaking out about something that the Wendy's account posted? Like that was a thing in like 2012 and people were like, Oh my gosh, Wendy's Facebook is so crazy, but no one's, no one cares anymore. No one yeah. cares about like businesses on, on like social media. Like you look at Nike, they do social media very well, but everything that Nike does on social media is about their athletes. It's about the people because the people their customers, their audience cares about people. They don't really care about like the Nike brand. They only care about the Nike brand because it is associated with great people. Yeah. And so like being a person on social media is a much easier way and a much, I think, better way to grow than like trying to grow just like a faceless brand. Yeah. So a little bit of myth busting with personal branding that I wanted to touch yeah, on. Yeah. There are do's and don'ts yeah. with this. Um, a couple of don'ts is you don't have to overshare about your personal life or vent to your followers and customers. You shouldn't vent. Yeah. No. And it's, it's, you know, I see a lot of people do it and I will never judge them for it. And, and I, you know, it breaks my heart, you know, when people are going through a lot and sometimes, you know, the people online are like, you know, friends and I totally get that. But if you're trying to get into something like education or product, or, you know, maybe you want to be a leader or have a salon or salon suites, people are going to remember the time that you were like crying online mm -hmm. about you know, maybe something that is for a more close group of people. Yeah. Like use your Finsta. <laughs> like if you if post you, it online, use your Finsta. Is exactly. If you need to, if you need to talk about a it, if you need to vent. Page. Yeah. Keep it if on, you. keep it on your personal page. Have your, like, have your business page be authentic, be real, but not be intimate. And you can share what's going on in your life a million percent. I share what's going on in my life and I, oh, yeah. and I share when I'm going through a hard time. Yeah. As, you know, especially but if it's, I think we talk about it in a way that it's not like, I want people to feel less alone and like, yeah. you know, it's okay to be a business owner and also like, you know, be dealing with something, but I'm never going to come online and be like, Oh my gosh, this beehole that came into the coffee shop today, you know, she ordered the wrong drink and then she demanded a new one. And oh my gosh, people are so stupid. Like, you know, because yeah. people are going to remember. That's a true story. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no but it's like people are going to remember if you rant or complain about something that irritated you because yeah. how are you going to run your own business if you're so irritated with, you true. know, like happening or around you? Or especially, especially, and I hope that no one feels called out by this, like complaining yeah, this about like, clients on your social yeah. media. Because then what are, 
what are the other clients going to think? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like if you're complaining about one client, then your clients are all going to be self-conscious and be like, oh, I hope I didn't do anything weird that like they're going to complain about off. me next. Yeah. Um, personal branding. Another thing that I want to bust is people are like, well, they say to show your life, but what if I have a life that, you know, is in this, I've heard it. People are like, that's ordinary or average, or it's not glamorous, or I don't have a big house or like, I don't you know, go on vacation all the time or like my, I'm a mom. My life is messy and like always covered in stains and whatever. I would say go on TikTok right now and follow Matthew Allen and Delta Ray. Oh my God. Go on TikTok right now. These are the most likable people I have ever seen on TikTok and they live the most normal life. Beautiful life. It is. They are they are fantastic. I love them. And actually, they're he, awesome. He just followed me back today. <gasps> yeah, Matthew and, Allen just and, followed and Madison I, back. I follow him. They're like the most normal, kind, like humble people. But they are so. I, I'm not even kidding, you guys. You will have no idea who I'm talking about. But I. <laughs> no, no, we are the only people who I, follow these guys. If they have one fan, it's me. Yeah, true. And they're probably like, why did this like lash business account follow yeah, us? Right. But they're just this couple from the south, and they're so grateful for everything that I am their biggest fan. Yeah. And so I'm like, your life. You know, I don't follow. They're just good people. I don't follow a lot of like lavish influencers. Like I do if I'm like getting my Christmas shopping on. Per. But if I'm just like day to day, I like following people that they have the same values because like, yes, our life looks different. Like I am a woman in Scottsdale that owns a beauty business and they are like parents in the South that like work in retail and like they make meatloaf and like chili and they have like just they like cook meat at night. But I follow them because I want to be like them in the sense of their attitude. Yeah. Like I. They're so grateful and so humble. And I would be ha happy to trade places with and them so in a happy. heartbeat. Because like I love their life and people don't care how your house looks or how your like body looks or how your hair looks or how everything looks like. Of You know, of course, aesthetic is one thing. But mm -hmm. if, if, if you're trying to build a personal brand, you need to get that like out of your head that your life needs to look perfect. Yeah. You know? Just stop waiting for your, your place to look perfect because, yeah. you know, back when I was in Alaska, I'm like, oh, when I lived in Arizona, I'll start posting more. Well, then we moved to Arizona. Well, I'm in this apartment and it's kind of dark. Well, then the we, get, lighting then we get a new house. Well, the walls are blue and it's kind of small. Yeah, like, the walls are kind of great. That's the place we're at right now. Madison was like, the walls are, they're, it's, they're white, but there's like a gray white. It's not on brand. No, guys, there's always going to be something stopping you from, you know, you can't wait till your life looks perfect mm -hmm. because it's never going to look perfect. It's your life. Never. It's your life. You know, um, you do not need to showcase, you know, a luxurious lifestyle and make people jealous of you no. to have them relate to your brand. That's so true. Because, like, honestly, that can be off-putting. Yeah. If, if your goal on social media is to, like, flex, especially if you're, like, a service provider and your goal is to, like, flex. Yeah. Like, like I if, if I was a client and I was looking at a service provider and all they were posting online was them flexing, then I would be like... No, their thanks. prices are probably too high. Yeah. They're, if they're making all this money that they can just like flex online, like I must not be getting a good deal. Yeah. And like, I, I am not against people. Like, obviously our entire goal with this podcast is for you to raise your prices and like make more money and get fully booked. But like, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're trying to get clients flexing on social media, like no matter how much money you're making is not a good way to get more clients. Yeah. I like, and you know, now that I've gotten older and my like taste has kind of refined, listen, I love nice things. I'll love a nice thing more than the next girly. I love nice I things. I love nice, nice things even more. I'm the bougiest guy around. <laughs> Ellie's the bougiest guy around. But I Madison don't, makes fun of me for But it. I don't want people to think of like, of like nice things when they think of Lightheart. I want them to think of nice words. Nice I want people. Nice people. 
yeah. big hearts. Yeah. I want them to think of what we do and what we stand for more than, you know, like an image or a lifestyle or whatever. Cause like at the end of the day, you know, we're a married couple that started out as a lash artist and an engineer. And we want to help people that were in my position, you know, make great businesses out of what they have. Mm -hmm. That is what it is. And so it's like, people don't follow me because of like my lifestyle. I just show what I'm doing every day and what my life looks like, no matter how it looks. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of people follow you cause you're nice to people. I really tr truly try to be. Um, and then the other thing is, um, you need to run your business under your personal name. Yeah. And if you're like super uncomfortable with that, you know, and you want to just have like, if you're, you know, I want to sell products and I want to have a brand, like it's okay if you want to distance yourself and like have a family life and a personal life and, mm -hmm. you know, and be somewhat separated. Mm -hmm. Like mine's definitely not like that. Mine is definitely like Maddie Morris, Lightheart Lash, Maddie Morris, Lightheart Lash. Yeah, but I want to let people know if they're building a personal brand, it's okay. And it can still be a brand that, um, that emphasizes your values without having your face and name everywhere. Yeah. You know, like if I had like three or four kids mm -hmm. and I just didn't want to be in the spotlight and I wanted, you know, to hire a team of great people and I started a brand. Yeah. I'd probably like want to step away a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Well, and the thing is too, like as you scale, so you're saying like you don't need to associate your personal name. Not necessarily. Yeah. In I, the beginning, definitely. Yeah. In the beginning, like if you're a service provider, I yeah. think you definitely do because people definitely. want, like it makes people way more comfortable booking with you if they know who they're booking. A million with, percent. Right? Like, I would be scared, especially if you're like, it, like no matter where, whether you're home based or not, like, it, or if you're like at salon suites, I'd be kind of scared, like going anywhere, just having booked with a business and then having like no sort of like idea who the person is, who I'm actually going to be seeing. Like it, it's, it makes a lot of sense to associate it. Like just have your name out there and just be like, even if it's not your last name, just be yeah. like, Hey, I'm Maddie. Yeah. It could even be a nickname. Totally. Like in, it doesn't matter. In the beginning it's important, but down the road, but as you grow, don't feel a pressure that you yeah. have to be. Well, and the thing on. is too, like if you're like, say you scale your business to the point where you're like, Oh, I want to sell this. And like, I want to move on. I'm like done. I want to retire. Like, and obviously this is going to be way down the road for most of you. It's way down the road for us. Like yeah. I, we have no thoughts about this, but yeah. it is, a good idea to eventually like if you ever think about you know wanting to sell you'll need to extricate yourself mm -hmm. from being like the face of the business you'll yeah. need a new face of the business because like if you sell it you're not going to be there anymore so in order for your business to have like enterprise value and be valuable after you sell it mm -hmm. and like be valuable after you're gone like it has to be you have to fully remove yourself from it but like that's that's a lot farther down the road than most people are yeah but like for some people, I'm maybe. trying to have people think long term. Yeah. Big I mean, because the thing is, like, obviously, we're not even close to the place where that makes sense. But we have, like, a tentative plan for, like, what that will look like when we, like, scale to the point. Because, like, I think it's a lot better to have a plan for something that may never happen than to have something happen and then be like, oh, shoot, I wish we planned for this. Yeah, right. 100%. And so, like, if we see things start going towards the direction where it's like, okay, we want to we might want to sell this in, like five or 10 years, then we'll be like, okay, what does it look like for us to start stepping away and putting the processes in place and, and putting like a new face to the brand mm -hmm. that, cause I think here's the thing too, no matter how big your brand gets, like you need to have faces for your brand. Like yeah, faces, like, yeah. 
Rare has Selena Gomez. Yeah. And like if she was thinking about selling it, she would be putting someone else in place yeah. to be be the face of it. Well, and celebrity brands are one thing, but it's like Yeah, celebrity brands are one thing. But like 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 I said with Nike, like there are faces to the brand. Like Michael Jordan was yeah. like biggest face of the brand of all time. Michael Jordan made Nike more money than any other person in the history of the world. Yeah. Like insane. And so like you just it, it's something to think about like way down the road, but like, you know. Yeah. What I do want to touch on lastly is what I love how we said this was going to be a half hour episode because we were both sleepy. How long is it? An hour 10. Aw. That's so sweet. I it's just, want- We just love you guys so much. We just want to give you so much info. I like hearing Elliot's voice. Aw. You're so through the headphones. It feels like feels like ASMR. It does. I love you. I love you. You're so handsome. That's me. That's me kissing it does. you. Smooching. Um, oh my gosh. PDA put it away. Ew. Yucky. Um, but what's more important than those things with your personal brand, like flexing and oversharing and being, you know, like posting cringe on Maine, posting cringe, whatever is, um, is creating a set of values and showing up as those things every day. And, um, and being very consistent with it. Yeah. Are you on your phone? We got a, like, I got a message. From who? From one of my friends. You, who? Your other wife that you're doing a podcast with? Yeah. No. Sorry. My, <laughs> my, my side podcast. My side host. Yeah. Ch- check out my side podcast. It's called Ellie After Dark. <laughs> Ellie After Dark. With my side host. <laughs> That's funny. Um, But yeah, I think what's most important with personal branding is showing up consistently, you know, as yourself and, as, and make sure your messaging is intentional agreed and positive agreed and that it um markets towards your ideal client yes yeah i market towards the nice girl so i'm i try to show up as a nice girl every day branding 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 very good and in conclusion branding 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 yeah well i hope this was helpful i'm ep i'm gonna go take a nap i'm exhausted Oh, what same. a day it's been. What a day. Today drained me. You, you're going to take a nap. I have like 45 DMs I have Today to Today drained me. I woke up, was stressed. Then we got takeout breakfast food. And then Madison did our besties lashes. Yeah. And then we did this. Yeah. What a big it's day. A, it's been a very big day for Elliot because he had to eat breakfast and then film a podcast. I did. I had to eat breakfast and film a podcast. Yeah. Well, And I was stressed for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, you were. We both were. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, we love you guys so much. Love and, you so much. Um, here's the thing is your brand evolves over time. So give it time. And that's the thing too. Is it's like flower, water it. And yeah. And start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just start. Mm-hmm. And then it'll grow over time as you grow. But it can't grow if you don't start. Yeah. And if you have done something that you like regret in your business and you're like, oh, I really want to change my image. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's never too late. No. Just try to make it like stick this time. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, for real, if you're if you've started something and you're like, oh, my gosh, I really think maybe I've. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just like be intentional. Yes. And and people love to see growth. They really do. True. That's the thing, too, is like if you did something and then you're like, "Ooh, that was cringe. And then you like change it up and you do something that you like a lot more six months from now you can talk about how yeah like you, you can use you can it talk about talk. that story and then that's content that's content that's baby. content that's called personal growth that's called personal you growth everyone make, loves you can make personal, those personal growth reels where it's like Facts. that personal growth reel where it's like where it's like remember when they used to doubt me well they ain't doubting now and then you like step off of a private jet or something (laughs) no no not at all yeah like it's okay for your audience to see you like you know in 
an area of your life and in your business and your brand where you're not evolved. Maybe you're, you know, posting things online or blasting your clients or, um, you you know, whatever, just whatever it is. And you want to evolve and rebrand yourself. It's perfectly fine, you know, and people will be there for the growth. They'll be cheering you on, but be, you know, intentional about it and, and be honest about it. True. Yeah. I'm done. Oh, Elliot's standing up. You I'm guys. standing. Okay. Love I'm you ready. guys. <laughs> Smooches. We'll see you in the next one. Love you so much too. Bye. Bye.